0: Hey, what's going on, man? Well, what's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. 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 That's good. Waiting for the big guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other big. The other big guy. I brought a. Uh, I brought a treat tonight to recording. You inspired. You
1: inspired me. Oh, I know what that would be. A lapu lapu.
0: Look at this. Look at that. In a, in the pineapple.
1: Laura looked at me when I was like I was crazy when I did that.
0: Okay, so. Before Jay gets in here, mm-hmm. that's the first pineapple I've ever cut like that, right? That was maybe one of the most difficult things I've ever done in
1: my life. Uh, uh, see what I did was because I was you know in one of my shopping sprees, yeah, I was uh you know on Amazon and I found this tool to it's literally one swipe and it guts the entire pineapple, really? Oh, my God, it's the easiest thing ever. You just cut the lid off, and it's this tool that goes into the pineapple. You just twist it, it a like few times. It cores it and everything? It cores it and brings it out in perfect slices.
0: Okay, because I'm the king of gadgets. You and I both, we love our toys, right? So I'm going to order mm-hmm. this immediately. I'm sitting there like a lunatic. I'm, like, cutting down into it, and I've got the, the spoon, and I'm, like, digging at it and stuff like that. So pretty much the entire pineapple's not edible. But when I saw it at the grocery for $1.99, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's happening. That's for sure happening.
1: Yeah, I'm actually looking it up on Amazon as we speak, because that's where I think I got it from. Let's see. Let's, let me look it up under Pineapple Cora. Now,
0: they you would think at Disney they have to have something like that then.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. They don't have just some dude in the back like me sitting there with a spoon. You know, his just, his arms are just massive from where he's been coring pineapples for 10 years.
1: No. Listen, you got your computer up. Just go on Amazon right now and look at Pineapple Cora corer and slicer tool and you're going to see exactly the one that i have i think i even paid maybe fourteen dollars for it and uh you're going to look at that and say wow you're a genius
0: let's see pineapple oh look it's first thing comes up what it dude it's listening to us it's listening to us all right here it comes uh the thing with the two is like how many times can you reuse a pineapple because i know at disney like if you go and you take your pineapple back, like the second time's cheaper. You know, like the the first mm-hmm. one is uh, is a lot more expensive than than the first than the uh, than the second one you get. Pineapple core. I must hit it right out in here. All right, here we go. Let's see. Oh, look at this thing. Okay, so you just it twist down in there almost like you're twisting a, uh, the thing we use at the beach for the
1: for the uh, umbrella. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then it pulls them up in perfect slices, so you have an entire pineapple It's like to a spiral. Eat. Exactly. And then you just pop the little core out of the middle, and it literally takes a minute or two. And then you have the perfect spiral slices so that you can put it in the kids' lunch boxes, and you're not wasting a pineapple and... Uh, that was my justification for buying it to Laura. I said, no, 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 it's good because we can use it for, you know, slices for the kids' lunch. And uh, But, you know, really my my means was to do it so I could put drinks in a pineapple.
0: Well, let me tell you something. The amazing oh, thing about cool. Amazon and the world we live in is with one little button, it'll be here. Uh, let's see. It'll be here by Wednesday.
1: It's see Monday that? evening. Wednesday, I'm corn pineapples before I head down to Disney and your pineapple slicing future will be so much better. Oh, it was a nightmare. Riley was
0: watching me. I'm sh- she was like, "Don't cut yourself." I'm like, "I will right, well, fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be good, you know. It'll be good to go."
1: How was your day? Yeah, it's perfect. It was good. It's cold up here, man. I'm I I've been, you know, kind of uh Hesitant on closing the pool, but I think uh, this weekend we got to close it up. It's like in the like I put my heat on in the the car in the morning. You know, it's like uh, it's, it's, the times are changing. I know you don't really get that down there, but once you got to start getting up in the morning and putting the uh, the heat on, that's no good. No. So uh, it was good. other other than that, it was a good weekend. It was beautiful weather. Uh, certainly not pool weather, but nice enough to kind of enjoy the outside.
0: But good enough to kind of you know be outside a little bit, dude. It's still super hot here, so we can't. I can't really complain at all uh you know it's it's i told katie today i went to walmart today and i bought everything pumpkin mm-hmm. um like pumpkin to go in the diffuser and pumpkin to go in the th- in the whatever you know the the wax melty things sure. um because when we're going to disney in a couple days i'm ready for fall man i'm uh, i'm super ready for fall so i'm excited to get down there i actually will get to see the halloween decorations they'll be going up right before i get down there the day before <coughs> So, I'm is it excited. hard?
1: Is it hard having to transition to different holidays when the weather doesn't change? Uh, I, hmm, not anymore. Because right, Because right, right now it's getting brisk and cold, and that kind of puts that right fall, you know, ambiance for us. I, I just kind of like if it was still hundred degrees out, I don't know if I'd be able to put pumpkins on my porch.
0: Yeah, and I'm ready to put up all the decorations too. So that's the tough part. Is I'm really you know, it's like man, all this. uh Oh, this heat's not really exactly what I'm going for here.
1: Mm, okay. Well, at least you can core some pineapples in that heat. <laughs> I can, sit, lay out I while can sit out. Yeah, it was like 85 the here today.
0: It's funny, mm-hmm. though, when it's 85 and you're like, oh, it's super nice. I can deal with this. This isn't a big deal at all. Uh, so we'll be good to go on that. All right. And here he comes. Hey, buddy.
2: Indeed, guys. I'm looking good. Dude, I'm just right, right in the we. I'm just, I'm a mess. You
0: looking, looking solid, dude? I like it. I like it. Um,
2: yeah, it's yeah
0: a little bit. I like it though. I like the, I like the look. A little bit. I, I brought this
2: for you. Beautiful. That looks very mm-hmm. nice, man. Very nice.
0: Um, we chatted a little bit earlier, just uh, before where uh, you were coming in. About have you ever cored a pineapple before, Jay? Yeah, I've never done yeah, it. Yeah. Tonight was my first okay. time. It yeah. was a disaster.
2: It's not as easy as no, it looks. As not it. even close. And I think you have to have a tool for that. I think they have a, like a. All right, what, well, you got it. Huh? Mike, Mike's got, Mike's got everything. He's, not, he's got a tool for everything. I think he gets
0: commissioned because not only does he have it, okay. now I already have it ordered and it'll be here by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So that all happened <laughs> a couple minutes ago. Um, you doing good, buddy?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just first day back after six weeks of uh, not working. Let me tell you, I want
0: to hear all about it. Uh, but well, we have an awesome, awesome topic tonight. So, guys, let's go ahead and let's jump into the show right about now.
1: Roth one was over.
0: <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip.
1: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we was all started by a mouse.
0: we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello everyone and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show It's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin and I am so excited tonight to be joined by my two buddies here. Uh, Jay, Mike, I talked to you a little bit today, but I love spending this time talking Disney tonight, guys. How you doing?
2: I am absolutely fantastic. Look, what a what a look. We're kind of uh, our schedules have been all over the place for recording. I've got the family upstairs; they're kind of winding down. They know that we're recording, so they're going to be going to their little safe spot because it is an off day. Um, but guys, I mean, look, it's uh, I don't got a complaint in the world right now. Yeah, how was work? Getting back to it. I don't have a complaint in the world yet, no. <laughs> okay. right now. Okay, we'll just leave. We'll, we'll just, just, just leave it there, at that. All right. Yeah, all absolutely. because right. I, 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 I didn't bring
0: my beep button tonight, so I guess we can't we can't talk about work. All right, uh, buddy, Mike. We chatted a little bit earlier about uh, pineapples and all the good stuff, but uh, I want to ask you, man how uh, how was your day today at work?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, you know no complaints. It's uh, I mean it is a Monday. That's always the worst day of the week. You know, like you said, our schedule are a little bit off, and we're doing a recording on a Monday night. Uh, definitely a little odd, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's Monday, and before you know it, it'll be Friday, and, you know, I'm just excited because I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice, Justin, because you're headed back down to Disney this week, so even though it's a <laughs> Monday for me, by Thursday or Friday, I'll be sitting at work in the office, and I'll have some amazing pictures of you in the park and Riley and the family, so as clearly as... Clear, as, as dreary as this week might be i know my week will be brightened up by the end of the week well
0: if you get pictures of riley it'll be her sitting at her desk while she does school oh, that's right i forgot we're, forgot we're not taking her
2: oh.
1: <laughs> We're leaving
0: I her forgot. at home uh this is an adult you only photoshop trip. Well, dude, we haven't been to epcot since all this happened this will be our first time mm. getting to epcot since since the shut pre-shutdown so i'm excited to get over there and do some food and wine and and um venture around right test track and soaring <clears throat> and all that good stuff so that'll be uh that'll be really good i i it's weird, man. Like when you leave your kids, and I'm sure you guys feel kind of the same way. The first couple days, you're like, it's almost like you went away to college. You're like, woo! And then by like day four, you're eating ramen every meal, and you're like, okay, I miss home just a little bit, dude. By like day three or four, I start to miss the little booger. You know
2: what I mean? That's my that's my max. When yeah. I do a solo trip. Like Rachel and I will do our first couples trip, but when we do, when I do a solo trip, day four is my max. Yeah. Like I'm ready to come home. I, I've I've had my fun. I'm I'm, you know I'm just I miss my family and I, I want my routine back. So I 100% understand what you're talking about.
0: And then what I do is end up just buying her more stuff than I originally would have because I <laughs> feel guilt guilty. Because <laughs> I feel terrible. You know what I mean? And I come home and I'm like, oh look, I spent way too much money buying you junk. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it'll be good, man. But it's, I think it's good for adults to get away. You know, and, I think and do so. You trips. gotta
2: reconnect, you can go hang out. Hey, look, you got great company going down there. Do you know how many times I heard Rick look, I had I had Rick Rick uh Rick Reagan, he's a good friend of the show. And um in fact Rick for if you kinda go back, Rick is the one who um invited uh, us, all of us Disney dads to his cabanas I castaway, mm-hmm. which was one of the best days I've ever had in my life. It was simply Absolutely. just yep. perfect all the way around. So Rick came in for the weekend with his family we hung out and went out to dinner and and, uh, but yeah, he's going down there, uh, with Corey. They're, they're, they're coming down. And I've, if I'm not mistaken, they're childless. As they well. are.
0: Yeah. We're pretty much vacationing together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's just it. <laughs> yeah. So he, know, he was telling me we were going down. We were looking at some of your, uh, meals. You got California Grill and then you're, then you're gorging on your, um, Brown Derby day. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, what you got Com- Alan Compass and Brown we Derby got, all within four hours. We, well, not only that, we also
0: have, um, um, the, uh, oh my gosh, I've gone, I've gone, Ogus um,
2: Cantina. So we have Ogus, mm-hmm. Brown Derby, and then Ellen Compass. I threw an L in there just, I know people are listening going, dude, did you throw an AI? Yeah, I, I said, Olga Because I have been on a Viking binge <laughs> and a, and a Norwegian, um, uh, history, like dude. on my own time, and it's been, Olga just, just, it just sprawled yeah. off.
0: Well, it me to tell you guys off the, uh, off, off the show about, because you're talking about when you say things you know, wrong, about we were watching Survivor
2: and, uh, Riley, um, Asked. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a Patreon okay, thing. Okay, We can talk about yeah, right. that. Yeah, we're, that's, we're, these right, are we're we among friends, okay. and I want, I want to hear it, because we'll forget yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Hey, before we get into the show, I gotta know, Mike, because I haven't, I've been on Blackout, guys. I've been slammed all day. How's Laura?
1: Oh, she's doing better. Well, she's teaching a class tonight, so, uh, she seems to be doing better. She, yeah. Same thing. She, you know, same issue, I think, uh, Rach? like Rachel had, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, it goes in threes, and I think that, um, uh, it's the gallbladder. You know, she's had an yeah. issue with it before. It was flaring up. And Katie had an issue with it. Yeah, so, sure you know, like out. you guys and the three of us, you know, place our fingers, I guess, it's, all three women. That's exactly what Rachel said. Issues. She's
2: like, what, <laughs> yeah. the Disney dads cut their hands and now all the Disney moms have gallbladder issues? What's going on? I'll take cutting my hand, so, though,
0: for over that any day of the week.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, is Katie's gone, is it's it gone, It's gone, yeah. Well, I have yeah, it in a jar up
0: here, but it's, you know. Other than that,
2: I want stones. I told him, I like ask him to keep <laughs> make the stones. a necklace out of them. Those. <laughs> this is kidding. I'll put them in really, resin, man. I'll put them in resin. Oh my god,
0: really yeah. strange. Hey, I'm going to transition <laughs> us because you know what a great stone is is the pillars we've built this podcast on, and that's the stones of all the people that we love, and that's our Disney Dad's family. How was that? Was that okay? That good? That was beautiful. Right, awesome. uh, and we got we got an amazing email from uh, from one of them. Uh, we got an amazing email this week from Sean. And I'm going to read it because it's going to bring us right into the show. We had another idea for this show, but then we read the email. and We thought, you know what? It's time for us to do a show like this because we haven't. And uh, in almost three right. years, we haven't done a show like this before. It says, hi, guys. I'm a relatively new listener after a friend of mine introduced me to your show this past July. Welcome. Uh, but by now, I've just about cut up on all your episodes. I know you've done a lot of episodes centered on single attractions and a handful on the Haunted Mansion alone. Have you considered doing one on one of the live shows? I'm a musician, actor, and professional church and theater music director, and my favorite thing in all the parks is the Finding Nemo musical at Animal Kingdom. Everything about it, the unreal puppetry, Bobby and Kristen Lopez's score, it's the perfect one-act musical, not just for Disney parks, but I feel for a wider audience and community professional theater. It's also the best people eater, filling a huge auditorium for 45 minutes at a time, but I'd love to hear your guys' take on the show. Any insight to the Imagineering creative process behind it, cast members involved, I really wish I could stage door meet with them after a performance like one does on Broadway or other theaters outside the Walt Disney World bubble. Anyway, I love you guys and look forward to listening to more of you. Keep up the awesome work. Keeping it Disney, always. Sean. Sean, thank you, man, for the email and the kind words. That's, uh, that's super nice. And because of your email, we're doing exactly that. Tonight's episode is all based around the Finding Nemo musical there at beautiful Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Wow, look at the spectacular view! Did your man deliver or did he deliver? Marlin, you're going to wake the kids. We still have to name them. I like Nemo. Nemo? Well, we'll name one Nemo, but I'd like most of them to be Marlin Jr. Guys, uh, before we dive into the real details of this show, I want to hear your honest opinion. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, Jay, let me start with you, buddy.
2: Well... Let me just start by saying thank you for the email. I, we love getting emails like that. I just absolutely love that. Um, and it, it's uh, what a great opportunity for Disney if they would open up. Maybe you could even hmm. use a Fast Pass or like a behind-the-scenes tour where you pay the fifteen or twenty bucks to go behind there and meet the actors or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, what a what a what a great um, what a great idea. Uh, um, Who my thoughts on the show? Well, number one, it's a cool spot to hang out. Um, number two is if you're a dad and it doesn't choke you up a little bit, um, I, I really got to question, uh, your heart because I, I always get choked up on that one. Um, and you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if, if you want me to just say, do I, is it thumbs up or thumbs down? If I was going to Ebert it, I would say it's a thumbs up. I, it, it's well done. I mean, seriously, it's a, it's a well done production. Uh, I'm going to jump in with mine first, Mike, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, for me,
0: uh, I mean, you guys know I'm a huge stage nerd like i love musicals um i grew up going to the theater a lot with my mom and like seeing like phantom and seeing all seeing all these great plays and i i really do enjoy the stage shows and i think i take them for granted at disney uh, a lot of times because we don't do them very often you know what i mean we're always kind of like oh you know it's there we'll do it next time um this stage show more than take away the, no we're just talking stage shows This gets me more than any other stage show by far. I can't sit there and watch this and hold Riley and hear like uh, Mm. the final songs, you know, where it's like we swim together and like all this. uh, I just can't. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm, you know, it gets me every single time or that's my dad, you know, whenever he sings that. And I just look at Riley because you, I think this stage show more than any makes you realize that you only have your kids for a short period of time. Where they look at you like you could swim across an entire ocean.
1: Nemo, Nemo! Your dad's been fighting the entire ocean looking for you! My father, really? He's traveled hundreds of miles, he's made friends with whales and sea turtles, and he's found sharks and jellyfish!
0: But I think that's what this stage show kind of brings out in me is like that fleeting childhood that I can see leaving. You know what I mean? Like I can see her transitioning to more of a teenager and not really wanting to cuddle all the time and do that kind of stuff. So I, uh, man, this one for me gets me every time it's, if I had to pick a favorite stage show at Disney, um, this would be my favorite. It it really would. Uh, I, I like, um, Beauty and the Beast and I I really do like going to see The Lion King but I think this has more emotion built around it than all the other ones combined if you're a parent for sure now Mike after that what about you buddy?
1: (laughs) Well, I, I have a, a little bit of room to talk with that. Um, you know, listen, I grew up here in New York. We have Broadway here and we have some of the most amazing theatrical plays and and musicals that you have world-renowned here on Broadway. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Um, my biggest mistake with the Finding Nemo musical was we didn't do it a lot in our first couple years. You know, when we were Disney newbies, it was more about, you know, going to the rides and trying to see a lot of the park. And as you know, you know, you have to catch that theater at the right particular time because the shows run every half an hour every 40 minutes whatever the schedule was you know uh, so you had to kind of schedule your day, and it was never a fast pass for that. But we started going to that as the kids were older, and I, I really, it really tugs at my heart the way you talk about it with Riley having a small kid, because now my kids are older. Uh, we enjoy it for the theatrical, you know, uh, production of mm-hmm. it, and for you know, listen, Laura, Laura loves the musicals. She would go to Broadway all the time. Me. I would pass I'm not much of a Broadway musical play kind of person uh, we do go to the Nemo one quite a bit when we can it's certainly a refreshing break that I enjoy because it's a nice little cool 40 minute show where you can kind of you know sit in a real comfortable chair and you know really enjoy the air conditioning and man animal Kingdom is definitely one of the hottest parks out there I think there's there's not a lot of spots to really stay cool so I really do enjoy that aspect of it. I will say The Lion King is definitely my favorite, though, when it comes to that park and the musicals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Laura's Laura's favorite musical would be Beauty and the Beast because she's just a very fan of that show. But we do go to see the Nemo every single time we go, and we do enjoy it immensely. And um, if it's something that you haven't done, I would certainly suggest as a family to make sure it becomes part of your regular tradition on on going to see that show.
0: Jay, let me ask you this. Uh, One... If let's say you go to Disney ten times, how many times are you doing this? Three. Three?
2: Mike? Well but 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 hang on a second. Animal Kingdom's not has been a park we have glossed over I, considerably. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. That's exactly my point I was gonna get to.
0: Okay. Is the fact that so when we go to Disney, Animal Kingdom always ends up being our half day, our travel day. Mm-hmm. So like the day we leave to drive home is always our Animal Kingdom day. Well, with the times of this show and trying to do fast passes when they were a thing, uh, it's always tough to catch this at Mm -hmm. the right time. And then you're also, you're invested for an hour, you know? I mean, it's a 40-minute show, but you're lining up. You're in there. You're getting out. So an hour of your day is invested. Um, So I'm probably with you. We're probably actually probably less than that. And I hate to say it because I do enjoy it. We're probably maybe two out of ten that we're seeing this. Mike?
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Well... We've been trying to do it more, especially because Laura really enjoys the musical aspect of it. And there's a lot of things that she doesn't do. You know, she doesn't do the, uh, the roller coasters and some of the thrill rides. So I try on a family vacation to incorporate that more because that's what she really enjoys. And I don't want it to be a vacation just for me and the girls. I want her to be included as well. So I might do it more than two or three times because I just want to have her feel included and part of the family trip. Listen, here's the thing. Animal
2: Kingdom is growing more and more on me. And Hollywood Studios is becoming less and less important to me. Really? And uh, yeah, even with Galaxy's Edge and everything. And and the the thing is too, is like, you know, now it's like, you know, I don't I don't get into too much of my personal life, but we homeschool our boys. And I'm not talking virtual learning, I'm talking straight up homeschool. Right. So now Animal Kingdom is opening these doors up where I'm incorporating incredible learning. Um, You know, an incredible learning environment, uh, along with being at Disney. So with that being said, um, uh, also, like, I I was very harsh on Pandora, very harsh Mm -hmm. on it. And then all of a sudden I watched Avatar, and I'm like what? <laughs> Pandora was incredible. And, and, and Rach and I, and, and even Rach is like, you know, I have a newfound respect for Pandora, yeah. you know, because of that and, and both attractions. So animal kingdom's growing on me. So I can see our numbers going up, uh, as we, as we do it. I mean, nothing beats the, the, the safari and and whatever, but man, I'm telling you, I, um, I can see it being a, uh, a six for 10, in the future, as as long as you know, when we go to Animal Kingdom, if we're going to do a full day, now here's the thing: is the food kind of dictates your yes, day, like you're yes, like on oh, yes. a half day. Okay, well, if you're going to eat at Tiffins, you know, for two o'clock, maybe you'll come in at nine o'clock and 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 then maybe stay an hour or two afterwards. I'm just saying hypothetically. Okay, there's not a really a lot of places where I'm gonna I want to say after you've gone to Disney so many times going. Well, we're gonna we're gonna sit and we're gonna eat at um, you know the buffet there. Or we're gonna eat at uh, the quick service there. No, we're gonna go do our thing in Animal Kingdom and we're gonna beat feet to Disney Springs or you know somewhere where we want to eat dinner elsewhere. You know, so the the food does not keep me in the park. Um, so that's kind of a factor there. So we're kind of like we need to work on our strategy with that as okay, well. can
0: we sidetrack for a second? Can we admit mm-hmm. that? Animal Kingdom is really missing the bell with the food aspect, the, the sit-down dining.
2: Yes, 100% they are. Because I mean, that's like, our problem, too.
0: We're, I'm like, I don't want to spend all day in the park because there's nothing there that I want to absolutely. Tiffin's, for me, is one of the most overpriced meals on Disney property.
2: I've never been a fan yeah. of Tiffin's. I've, I've tried it twice, and I'm like, you know, both times we're like, okay. I mean, it wasn't worth 400 bucks yeah. for me, man, to be So that's our you.
0: problem, too, is we don't eat there a lot. So mm-hmm. we do the same <laughs> So we were making plans for November today. And I said, well, what park days do you want to do? And she said, Katie goes, well, where are we eating? And I'm like, well, we haven't met. Well, today's right. our dining. And she goes, well, let's do dining first, and then we'll do park days. Exactly. And I'm like, All right, let's 100%. do it. A hundred percent.
2: Hey, I want to side, do a side yeah. note there. Um, I know Dave, our good friend Dave out there, Dave G, um, our Aussie friend. Lo- if I'm not mistaken, he loves really? Tiffin's. Loves it. I mean, just loves it. So I want to mm. throw that out there. And, and if I'm misspoken, Dave, I'm sorry. Just send me a text and correct me like you always do. Because um, I love it. Uh, but it. But there are a lot of people who absolutely love Tiffin. So I mean, don't. I. I, I don't want to say take our word for. Um, you know, don't go experience oh, or it's a bad experience. experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if it's on your radar, definitely still do it. Don't, don't, don't shy away from it because of us. And the cool thing is, man, do you know how many people have actually met Joe? There? Yeah. Was it Joe? Rode? Joe I mean, it yeah. just Joe Rody. Excuse me. Um, yeah, just like just hanging out and having a drink. And I mean, how that that is, that would be a cool
1: meet right well,
0: there. the one thing animal Kingdom does, it does have some pretty good quick services. So we will grab a quick service over there mm-hmm. and, and enjoy the yep. food that way. Um, Talking about this show, though, guys, there's three really important people I want to talk about, and the first two are a married couple. Um, they're the people that's responsible for all of the fantastic music you hear as you're watching the, uh, the stage show, and it's Robert Lopez and Christian Anderson Lopez, and I know people out there are going, hold on a second, how do I know those names, right? They're also the, the couple, they're married, they came together and wrote all the music for Frozen and Frozen 2. Okay. I mean, so this was their real start with Disney. Was they got this opportunity to come in and pitch their music for this new stage production that was uh, going to be taking place there in Animal Kingdom, and uh, they said they loved the movie. You know, the one interesting part about putting Nemo in Animal Kingdom with a musical is there's no, you know, songs sung in, in Finding Nemo. Like, you, you know, it's not a musical. Right. Look, The and the Beast makes sense. Lion King makes mm-hmm. sense. Because it's
2: a musical, both of them are. Finding Nemo's right. not. So before that was Tarzan,
0: right? Exactly, Tarzan rocks. Yeah.
2: So, so, so I I don't know if you were going to touch on that, but I, I do want to ask you because I I knew nothing. I know nothing about the Tarzan. Was that a musical at all? It was. Was that just a play? Okay. So how was that?
0: You know what? I honestly have no recollection of it. So it before okay. it was Nemo. That used to be an amphitheater. That used to be. Um, outdoors, and then they enclosed it once they shut that down and, and brought in Nemo. Um, I don't remember. I'm sure I did Tarzan, but I just okay. don't have a recollection of it. I mean, obviously it was there whenever I was, you know, going there pretty often, right? But right. I just don't have a recollection. I'm sure a lot of our Disney family out there is be like, I love Tarzan, you know. And I look for me, I think Tarzan is one of the most underrated soundtracks of any Disney movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins okay. just knocks it out of the park with that entire soundtrack uh but
2: yeah but i love the smurfs too until i watched them again as an adult and then i was like mm, maybe i'm just gonna like them in memory i, know, I cried so,
0: during um, smurfs three rally was watching that a couple years back
2: oh that's not uh, that well that's that's the good that's like the smurf, new smurf that's like smurfette
0: the, turns back into yeah, you
2: cry during everything smurfette
0: turns back into like putty where they made her out of putty Oh, dude, it's so
2: emotional. So I made the mistake of watching um, Claudio with the Chance of Meatballs with Justin. And he's like, oh my god, I can't believe we are going <laughs> to eat him. Oh my god. <laughs> well, guess, a, it was, uh, it
0: was, moving it was, on. Really uh, but yeah, these two these two come together and that's their introduction to Disney. So it begs the question, without Finding Him in the musical, do we get Let It Go? Do we get Into the Unknown? Do we get all these amazing songs uh, later on? I mean, it's it's funny how things come full circle that their introduction is to this 40 minute stage show inside of a theme park. And they go on to gross one of the highest grossing or to produce or to do the music for one of the highest uh, grossing movies of all time with frozen and frozen Two. It's, it's, it's really cool to see that Disney always goes, Oh, cool. You did that for us. We know you can rock it out. We're going to give you this opportunity. And man, I mean, both movies, they knocked out of the park.
2: (laughs) I, very. What a what a what a talented, talented couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have you have the Sherman brothers. You have the Lopez couple. I mean, you have you have. I mean, you have Disney does it right when it comes to a grabbing talent like yeah. this. You know, and and that's why it always gets me excited for the future. And that's why like all three of us will invest the time and and you know to to you know make a show and and go to Disney and everything because we know that Disney. Has a track and has a track record and a history of, of bringing in this talent. They, well, Katie and
0: I uh, the other night ate two bags of popcorn in six minutes. So I'm hoping that that is maybe putting us on the same level as the Lopez couple. It, we would be a very boring dinner date with those two. They'd be like, Yes, hey, how was that? We, uh, how, how were your guts awful after that? Ter- I was terrible the next day, but that's okay. That's that's here <laughs> and or there. Um, not only did they write the music for Finding Nemo, the musical, if you listen to the soundtrack on iTunes or you bought it at some point, bought the CD, they also are the ones that team up to sing all the songs on the soundtrack. So they're not the ones, of course, that sing during the play, but they're the ones that actually are singing during, um, on on the, uh, perform the tracks during Finding Nemo the musical, the soundtrack.
2: In the big blue world,
0: I'm gonna go explore-
1: That's what I'm afraid of.
2: Hey, Dad, do you know how old sea turtles are? Sea turtles? I don't know. Sandy Plankton said they could live to be a hundred. Well, if I ever meet one, I'll ask him. Me too. Maybe I'll meet a sea turtle and a shark. (laughs) I know you're excited, but let's take a little pause. Sharks are not our friends, Nemo. Haven't you seen Jaws? What? You don't
0: want to meet a swordfish. You don't want to meet a whale.
1: I want to meet a whale. You need me around
0: to watch your tail. just a little fish oh. in the big blue world you'll be seen as
2: a tasty dish no. means so much to me i don't know what i would do in this big blue world if something should happen to you okay
0: i mean dude cold, amazing man. it's incredible absolutely incredible um, now, this brings me, guys, to where I really I, – I wanted to talk about them, but I want to spend more time on this next guy because without him, we definitely don't have this stage show at all. And I think this guy, more than anyone, really would pique both of your interests because you both like mechanical things. You both like to build. You both like to, to look behind the scenes on how things work. And I'm talking about Michael Curry. Um, Michael Curry is a puppet designer. Now he's world renowned. He's worked Cirque du Soleil. He's worked in all kinds of theaters on Broadway, the Metropolitan mm. Opera. I mean, you name it, this guy's done it. He's responsible for all of the puppets you see during Lion King on Broadway. Um, he's re- he was responsible. Um, if you remember back in Epcot, back in uh, what was it like the like 2000 early 2000s, maybe like 2003, four or five, something like that. You had the Tapestry of Nations, right? and um, it may have been a little before that. You had Tapestry Nations, and they had all the puppets that walked around um, Epcot. He he did all those puppets. Um, He is the one that builds and does all this. He does Finding Nemo. He's actually the uh, production designer for Rivers of Light when it was there Uh, and um, is in charge of Frozen, uh, Live at Disneyland Resort and Frozen on Broadway and also Frozen on Disney Cruise Line. So this guy has his hands in a little bit of everything. Now, when you look at puppetry, because we see a ton of it inside of this, uh, this stage production, I mean, the story is told through puppetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find myself halfway through, when I saw Lion King on Broadway, I did the same exact thing. I find myself halfway through forgetting there's people there and mm-hmm. only paying attention to the puppet. And I think that right. really says something about the creativity and the just absolute amazing work
2: that Michael Curry did on this. The, the, um, and and that would be, if I was to criticize of anything is I was surprised and because this was my first time experiencing that, that they didn't have their faces covered with that, like that see-through mesh, Mm. you know what I mean? Where it wouldn't be so prominent because I'm, I'm an eye person. I like the eye contact. Even if you're up on stage, I want to, I want to see your eyes, and um, I'm surprised that that's not there. Um, However, I will agree with you. After a few sets, you've kind of disappeared with that. You know what? I'll even say this. They kind of go hand-in-hand together. They do. Like, you almost feel like they're the same person. And that's
0: my point, too, is, like, I think the reason they'll do that, especially for the main characters, the background characters, they do, if you notice, a lot of them. But the main characters, I think they use both the person portraying the puppet and the puppet Um. because you get the facial expression as the person working the puppet too. You know, like you see, like, like if they're angry, like they make that facial expression and you get all that different stuff. Um, But when you think about really the ability to sing, dance, you know, do your lines, do the stage show and work the puppetry is something that's really incredible. And Mike, I know it's something, you know, you like to build things. You like to tear stuff apart and figure out how it works. I'm sure you'd love to get a hold of some of these huge puppets, um, when you talk about mm-hmm. Mr. Ray and, and some of the other stuff you see, and just tear that thing apart and see the inner workings of that thing.
1: Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not much into the musical aspect of it, but I'm more into the mechanical aspect of it, and I've definitely sat there and kind of like, Looking at it, like what's making this tick? How is this working and what are they doing? And I agree with you. The facial expressions in the main characters play a huge role in bringing you into that moment. And then the ones that are the background characters, like you said, they, they kind of blend in with the rest of it. Uh, I, I that, That's probably my favorite thing that I enjoy when I do go to see this because I'm not much of a musical kind of person. Uh, seeing that artistry and that puppetry, that puppetry when it comes to the larger-than-life displays and, and some of the stage show aspect of it.
0: It's pretty incredible when you think about that you can tell an entire story through puppets. I mean, well, I guess, look, we all grew up Sesame Street like that, but to do a stage show based on it is, uh, is, I mean, at the time was really new. I mean, whenever they thought about bringing this in. And the difference between doing a stage show at Disney and doing a stage show on Broadway is when you go to Broadway and you're a performer there, everyone in that audience has paid to be at that stage show. Like, they're invested in it already. When you do a stage show in Animal Kingdom, you might have kids screaming. You might Mm -hmm. have people getting up and walking around. You might have cell phones going (laughs) off. You know what I mean? Like, all the things that drive me crazy. But still, Mm -hmm. uh, that makes it that much more difficult. And it makes me respect these actors even more that every single time, five and six times a day, they're giving 40 minutes, every show, Mm -hmm. 100% effort, to make sure that they're portraying those characters and telling the story to the best of their ability.
2: If you if you really look at how much work these guys are, I mean, they're they're putting a lot of these guys are putting their whole heart and soul. Like um, my favorite is is the Lion King as well, Mike. These guys, you know, and and the reason I say that is that's where I, that's the one where I really had my first appreciation of how much. Uh, time and effort and and energy these guys are sticking into their their shows Uh, when you see something like the um uh, finding nemo um this is look for one it's choreographed Mm -hmm. you know what i mean for and and two everything's everything is in sync everything needs to happen the right way or the whole thing's going to come collapsing down uh and and you do get these people that um like you said Justin are putting their heart and soul into it and you know they are because you can feel them they're not just half doing it they're they're giving you the show you deserve as a Disney guest that's one thing where where it just that's what keeps me going yeah you know what we're here let's go let's go watch the show
0: yeah it's it's I I have such appreciation for those people because their talent is just amazing I mean it's just Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible um I do want to talk a little bit because, look, the one thing we've talked about this is a musical. It's in the name, um, and the music drives the story. There is a song Mm -hmm. that we all hum and sing when you're walking through the park after you've been here, and that's Big Blue World. In the Big Blue World, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, sound familiar because it has played a place, had its place in Epcot too. At, uh, at, at the uh, Nemo uh, attraction there as well so they mm-hmm. kind of took from one added it to the other which I think is uh, is very very cool it it's amazing how they can tell the story in 40 minutes as well pretty much works through a modified version of this story um, I think mm-hmm. it hits actually more home than the movie does is that weird to say uh, no be, I don't think I, so. I just do I, maybe it's because you're there and, and, and you're enjoying it but I want to talk to you both about the stage itself. So when we look at the stage, uh, we can compare it to another live action show there at Disney that we, we have given a hard time many, many times to, and mm-hmm. uh, that's The Little Mermaid. We don't give it a hard time because the actors and actors, we don't do that. We don't give it a hard time because of the music. We give it our time because of the set. Those lasers <coughs> are horrendous, all right? They need to go, and we've all talked about it, that those lasers need to go, right? This set is 15 years old, pretty much. Uh, almost, and it's holding up pretty well. I mean, when you talk about the projection mapping with the bubble effects, and you talk about the uh, under the sea uh, um, effects that they have with dropping the bubbles from the ceiling, and it, it's pretty simple, but I think it holds up even today.
2: I, for one, it's dark most yeah. of the time, so that was brilliant. You know what I mean? It was going to stand the test of time as long as it was there. I'll agree with you, man. I mean the the, the bubbles and the and the puppets. I'm or the puppets, the um, the the projection. I mean all that to give you that ambience that you're under the water. And I I, I think it will stand the test of time because it, it does allow you to not only trans. Look, you don't need a whole lot of technology to to create mm-hmm. this. And I think that was where when they designed the set, they actually um by pulling back technology and throwing it more into the animate well I don't want the, the puppets and the actors right. like let's let's make this show about the actors mm-hmm. and not the technology cuz disney does a lot with the technology i mean you know what i mean let's pull that technology back and make it about the actors and i think you're going to have something that's going to stand the test of time always when it comes to the human element of of of, uh, of acting out and and being a part of that that attraction or that show well, i
0: think we see a huge leap in stage production because it's the first time finding me the musical is the first time that walt disney um creative entertainment comes to disney world uh okay. you get you get the the big company you know that's in charge of like stage mm-hmm. productions coming in and producing and, and coming up and creating this stage show that they can run five and six times throughout a day to a theme park crowd to 1500 guests at a time um eat i mean he's talking about people eater man what a people eater you know 1500 guests every hour pretty much filing into that place you know opening up the park to go ride all the great attractions or go eat or go meet characters when you can um but you know they you talk about the disney creative entertainment i mean they've done some amazing stuff. Like, one of my favorites that they did is the Golden Mickeys on Disney Cruise Line. You know, when you talk about Disney Cruise Line and the great stage productions they do there, mm. they they helped with all those. Um, Aladdin. You know, they came up with Aladdin. So, like, they, they know what they're doing. They're very, very good at it. And it's good to see Walt Disney World Resort have those guys come in. And not just – you guys know, man. It, it's easy when you're that guy at the parks, right? And you're like, I can come up with this, and I can do this. But to be like, you know what? Let's bring in the best of the best,
2: and really knock this out. Mm-hmm. That's huge, absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Well, and another thing too is uh, people need to understand and and appreciate. And yeah, I'm kind of forcing that onto you. Is there's a lot of wear and tear. You you said every forty minutes. I mean, what five shows? Five, five or shows six? a day, Yeah, depending probably. on the day. Yeah. Okay, every day, three hundred and sixty five days a year there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, movement. There's a lot of wear and tear on, on uh, things. I mean, look, if you, if you put down Nemo softly in the backstage 30 times or a hundred times, there's going to be, you know, eventually you're going to start getting wear. You're eventually going to start, you know, getting, um, so, you know, there's that element too, where all that stuff has to be maintained and put in check. I mean, how, how, uh, how would that be if you're, you're in the middle of the show, and all of a sudden, Nemo just <laughs> his mouth pops just right falls off. off. You know, just becomes the flopping fish on the side. You know, uh, that would that would be horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that element that keeps this show going too. And I don't want to take anything away from the people that actually you know keep the oil of this uh, this well-oiled machine. You know, c- just keep it moving, keep it lubricated. Well,
0: and that's the thing is behind the scenes. You know, we always talk about cast members. We get to see a, uh, some cast members. You know, they're they're out in front mm-hmm. of us but a lot of cast members we never see, you know, we don't see the people who do right. the maintenance on the puppets. We don't see the people working in the booth, you know, up top, you know, doing the lights, doing the, doing the, the music and, and all that. Um, and those people look, you talk about unsung heroes. Those are them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the ones that every single day. And I mean, we, you know, we get to see the actors and the actors are amazing and we love the actors and we get to applaud the actors every time, whenever they finish. Um, but yeah, that guy that works, from 7 p.m. or girl that works from 7 p.m. till you know three in the morning you know touching up paint or maybe f- fixing a mechanical issue on, on one of the puppets it's
2: i say bring them out
1: after the show i too. agree i think they should bring everybody out let's 100%. do it um yep. do you think they rotate the uh the uh, do you think they eventually retire some of them and bring new puppets in do you think there's a shelf oh i'd say, to say them they have multiple. They to get out? yeah i'd say they have multiple yeah. at any time so when how cool would it be to have one of those when they retire them? I know a guy. Okay.
2: I know a guy, Why? so I mean, and I know a guy who would have an end that mightn't have the answer to that. So, uh, yeah, you're right, Mike. How neat would that be, huh? How much would you pay for that? The actual one of the actual Nemo's that was used on the production. What what would you pay for that at auction?
1: That would have to go. I would have to say between three and five thousand. Would you pay that much for it? I wouldn't. I would pay something like that from the haunted mansion. I'd probably pay a little bit more than that, but I think it would. I think a puppet like that would deem that type of, you know, a retired puppet would deem that kind of price.
2: But how much would you pay for it?
1: I'd pay fifteen hundred. Okay. How about you? Hundred million.
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Come on now. Come I on now. You
2: man. powerball
0: winner. We were supposed to keep that prob- as a secret. I probably, I probably wouldn't. I mean, like Mike said, I would like. It would be cool to have but it would almost be like my um you got room on your wall I don't wall. have room Stop. on the wall Riley and I had yes, this, you do. this conversation today <laughs> said you can't get anything else until we get rid of stuff I'm I'm running out of room here at the house uh man I would probably give if I had the money and I collected uh Disney stuff and I had a love like a real passion for Nemo um I'd probably give 2000 you know what I mean for for if if, mm-hmm. if I really wanted it you know I think you're All talking right. about something that's been used for multiple, multiple performances over years and years, and I would right. want it to show some wear, though. I wouldn't want it to look right. brand new. Right. I'd want to see the wear on it. So, All right. yeah. Okay. How about you, though? All
2: yes, right. question. I'm probably right there with you. I, I don't think it's worth any more than 1500 Yeah, yeah that's for where I'm me. at.
0: Because it doesn't have that
2: special place in my heart, you know? Yeah. So
0: I, I don't think it's so much of just collecting things. So, I, one thing I do, I don't know if you guys do this, um... There's a guy who collects and sells legit Walt Disney um, autographs and memorabilia, right? Like, mm-hmm. like from the man himself. And I get his emails when he gets new stuff in, and I'm never gonna yeah. buy anything because it's always like a signed check, Eight, ten. Well, it's 12, like a signed 12, check from Disney uh, that has Walt Disney signature right. or a note that he wrote, like a secretary or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like seven grand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. I haven't invested interest in because I love Walt and I love the history of Walt. So that I would spend some money on, but Nemo I I probably wouldn't. Um the as we start to kind of kind of uh you know exit the 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 big blue world and uh and and make our way outside of the the theater, I want to talk just a second about the whole idea behind the show itself. Um and I want to go to when they were they were really talking about with the Lopez's what they were going to try to base this this show on i mean 40 minute show going from an entire movie um the lopez has said they want to base the idea of the show around one simple idea and that simple idea is that it's the world's dangerous and beautiful don't hate you oh no no i'm so sorry Nemo. hey guess what i met a sea turtle and he was 150
2: 150 but Sandy Plankton's said big- Sandy
0: thing. Plankton? Do you think after what I've been through, I don't know as much as Sandy Plankton?
2: So tell me, Dad, what's it like to cross an entire sea? Well, son, I don't know. Let's go home together. Then you'll tell me. Wanna make it three? Mm-hmm. Time for school! Time for school! I go to school? Not really. Climb on, explorers! Now go and get some knowledge. And come home when you're done. Don't worry, I'll be careful. But remember to have fun.
0: Everybody, find a buddy. Nemo, that means you.
2: Wait, there's something
0: I forgot to do. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son.
2: Now go have an adventure.
0: That said, how I could not think of a better way to lead into where we're at currently with this stage show, Uh, you know, with COVID-19 and everything happening, um, they had to shut everything down. And even when Walt Disney World reopened in July, uh, the stage shows still shut down because, of course, they had the dispute with the uh, Actors' uh, Equity Association there. Um that dispute I believe has been um they've taken care of that and then the actors starting to come back. But when do you think we're gonna see a stage show like this? I think when you look at this and Lion King and Little Mer you know, whatever where they're indoors, that's tougher. I think you look at Phantasmic, you can socially distance it, it's outdoors, it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Massive theater. Do you think we see this this year at all or do you think it's a 2021 no, comeback?
2: They're not listen, they're not going to do anything. Every medical expert I've talked to, every doctor I've talked to says, "Look, they're not going to do anything until there's a vaccine because then there's all liabilities yep. gone." All right. So, uh but speaking of that, interesting enough in the news, did you see that they isolated a uh, protein that attacks the covid in the oh, uh, in the body? See. So, I mean, that it was that's promising news. So, I mean, we're we're heading in that right direction. <clears throat> I see fall of next year. Fall of next year opening state shows back. Okay. OK, A 100 percent. I see parks 100 percent back in operation. I, I see, by fall of next year, we are going to be back to eight, nine, ten, hating the crowds and, and wishing we <laughs> didn't tell people to go down there. <laughs> I'm going to
0: just wear my mask.
2: They anyway. just better it's have just, my fast yeah. passes and they better have my
1: ADRs. That's all. I mean, you know, that's, that's and Mike. It. What do you so. think?
0: You think we'll see it this year?
1: Uh, I can tell you that I I know somebody specifically, not in the Disney world, but up here in the New York world, who's associated with the Billy Joel, and Billy Joel's had a longstanding residence at Madison Square Garden, and they're planning the Billy Joel shows for next year starting in November, so I'm thinking probably, and listen, that's Madison Square Garden, it's indoors, it's Billy Joel, he's not going to want to do half capacity, so I'm hoping that maybe we'll see it sooner, maybe before the summer uh, in Disney, you know, open those stage shows but i know that uh starting indoor venue concert type musicals billy Joel's supposedly going to start up in november of 2021 they will sell out every halloween party next year
2: within one day
1: oh absolutely mark
2: my words mark my words every halloween party that disney has next year even if they do 50 of them they will sell it out in one day Mm mm-hmm we can't yep. hear you, Justin. This is kind of nice. <laughs> that, man, don't you wish like
1: you
0: had a mute button to work me instead of you know? We
2: need a big red light instead of that little flashing right. thing. We need it a big red light that says the, muted. Does, it, it,
0: like the so we have microphones yeah. that have mutes on them, and you know we do that to save you guys from some background noise. Uh, but the uh, yeah, you forget you push it, and the the thing's just blinking. But it's it's tiny, it's itty bitty. You mm-hmm. forget it's on there. Um, the now I forgot exactly what I was going to say. Um, anyway. So uh with closing this show where so someone new is going to Animal Kingdom they're planning mm-hmm. their day what's your advice to them with finding Nemo the musical
2: Oh d- do it you won't listen you will not regret it there's not a show at Disney has that you're going to be like I wish I wouldn't have done that I mean real I mean really even the worst is is like you know what I'm glad I did that because the human element mm-hmm is is takes it to a different level i mean the human element is incredible when it comes to our disney cast members acting actors uh my advice is um i say do it in the morning because if you do it in the afternoon i find myself falling asleep because it's air conditioned and i'm just burnt out so if you do it in the morning if you can knock out lion king and nemo in the morning guys you're gonna get your shows out of you and you can go just enjoy the rest of your day and you will be you'll thank me for it because you can appreciate what they have to offer
1: mike how about you Uh, I'm going to go a little bit opposite and say I would do it more in the Heat of the day, the 12, 1 o'clock, when it's prime time heat, so you can really enjoy that air conditioning break to really get a reprieve. Um, I say it's a must do. I definitely think it's a must do. There are no Disney uh, shows or stage shows that I would say, you know, not do. I mean, unless you're going to the Frozen Sing Along sitting next to a special somebody, you might want to skip that one. But uh, no, the rest of the shows are good. <laughs> and uh, I would definitely, definitely say if you're going to Animal Kingdom, Plan on getting in a part of you day. Well,
0: one, would you rather me sing in your ear or cry in your ear? Because I'll sing in your ear during uh, Frozen. I'll cry in your ear during Finding Nemo. For me, I, this is a must do if you're a, if you're new to the parks, um, mm-hmm. and this is a must do if you haven't done it in a while. I think you know, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. looking at myself uh, in a reflection and saying that to myself too, because I have not done it in a while and I need to. Um, so this comes, out I, I, it's almost like you don't miss it till it's gone. Oh, yeah. you know no, what I mean, I what and you now mean. you're like, "Oh no, I can't do it mm-hmm. now I want to do it. you know what I mean right. um yep. so now i, I really want to see it, so as soon as it gets back, it's gonna be a definitely must do for me um it's also one of those things where i'm uh i'm think it's the perfect opportunity for kids to have an introduction to stage shows. I think it's uh, look, you don't wanna pay a hundred dollars to take your kids to a Broadway or off-broadway show like take them here let them experience what it's like to sit for 40 minutes watch the singing watch the puppetry. I know Riley is a young 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 child like three uh, two and three love this like she loved the 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 songs she loved the puppetry so look for me this is a absolute must do and I really think it's the best stage production. Not counting Fantasmic, the best stage production at Disney.
1: So for me, must do. You know, the one thing that musicals are lacking, and that's a photo pass spot. But thankfully, we have some amazing Disney Dad family people that take fantastic pictures when they're in the park, and they put those great pictures on our Disney Dad Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks
0: Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Time it's for us time to get our picks
1: of the week. All right, guys, my favorite thing every week and that's picks of the week. Jason, why don't you tell me what your pick of the week?
2: This is a real easy one for me, uh, Mr. Parker, Robert Parker. Good pick. This little guy is one month. It's flown by, and, and it has been rough being deployed for it. But I'm almost done, and can't wait to spend forever with this Disney kid. Uh, listen here, Disney dad, Robert Parker. Uh, number one, awesome pick uh, for for those of you who don't belong to Facebook. It's a picture of his one month old, smiling like like. I mean, we're talking the happy, happy smile. Uh, he's got the the Mickey Mouse ears on, and he's on a clock, and. Um, let me let me let me just let me throw a little dig in there a little bit, okay? I'm gonna pull on your heartstrings because that clock that he's on is before you know it. I'm I'm telling you, before you know it, he is going to be getting on that school bus for the first time. He's going to be driving for the first time. So when you say I can't wait to spend forever with this Disney dad. Don't let that time slip away, Robert. And I'm telling you this as a dad who is watching my kids just explode in front of me. Um, don't take advantage of everything. And uh, and for you to be deployed um, while this is all going on, watching, knowing that you've got a son that is growing faster than than, than anything in your life has ever happened, um, is, is exceptionally hard. And uh, I appreciate your sacrifice. I appreciate you um You, you, you know, you, you taking care of, um, us and putting us in front of, of your needs. Now that you're at your air, end of watch, your end of time, um, go home and and enjoy your family. So Robert Parker, you're my pick of the week,
0: man. It's a great one. Absolutely. Great one. Mike, you go ahead, buddy.
1: Yeah. I've Hard to follow up with that one. And thank you, Robin. Certainly, you know, us Disney dads, we always preach how much we appreciate our service members and the sacrifice they make for for us and our families. Uh, And my pick of the week this week is going to go to Sarah Lynn. And Sarah Lynn is enjoying a little Starbucks, unfortunately at work and not in front of the castle. And she was wishing everybody a happy day. And Sarah Lynn, sporting those Mickey ears, you have my pick of the week. Indeed. Such a good one.
0: Such a good one. Uh, My pick of the week this week is going to go to... Who else? Christina McShuffrey. Uh First off, I need you to private message me and tell me where you got these amazing Mickey and Minnie Legos from. Those things are
2: incredible. <laughs> she lost me at 1800 oh. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> oh. That's the greatest Lego set I've ever seen. I've never it seen a better. Cool, that's man. better than the castle. It it is. I, I agree. I think that it is designed incredible. Yeah, it's
0: flat out better than the castle. Like I I really love. Like that's my favorite Lego set I've ever seen in my life. Um, yep. Very that's neat. that's. Uh, look, I'm at a loss for words. I absolutely love it, uh, Christina. Thanks for posting. It uh, it makes me want to go spend an absurd amount of money. I'm sure on this amazing Lego set. <laughs> but uh, yeah, send me a message and uh, let me know where you got that because I will pick that up. It's at oh, Disney. Y'all.
2: Who needs college? Forget <laughs> He's fine. She's
0: fine. She's fine. Online college, stay home. She's fine.
2: Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. uh, You know, she she didn't capitalize any of the letters in her letter that she wrote today to a friend. So, but it's fine. Who needs capitalized letters? It's fine. (laughs) Well, she doesn't deserve to go to college. Then Now go buy your
2: Legos. She's good. She's good.
0: And whenever she questions me later, I'll be like, "Huh," and I'll just point at him. "Huh, look at Dad's Legos. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, when you sell them for half a million uh, because they're yeah, a collector exactly. item. Well, guys, uh, I tell you what, if you haven't done it, go over and join us on Facebook, Disney Ads podcast on Facebook there. Uh, send us an email. Look, this entire show tonight was based on an amazing email. Uh, we love getting your emails. So if you have an idea for a show or something you've thought, man, I've listened to these guys for almost three years now, and they've never talked about my favorite thing at Disney. Shoot us an email. We'd love to talk about whatever you guys are interested in. That's DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a part of the show and you want to hear your voice on the show, give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. Leave us a voicemail and uh, we will get it and we will pop it right there on one of our episodes or we will discuss whatever you are talking about on your voicemail. Uh, We absolutely love, love, love hearing those voices. And uh, last but not least, guys, we would love for you to pick up that phone right now. Head over to iTunes, slap us five stars if you're enjoying the show. Also, leave us that, uh, that amazing comment, you know, things you enjoy about the show. Maybe it keeps you in the Disney spirit. When you can't be in the parks, that's what we're trying to do each and every week: is pass along a little Disney positivity to you during uh, during your week. So we appreciate you all giving us, giving us your time, uh, letting us chat a little Disney with you this evening, fellas. Before we head over to Patreon, well, talk a little bit.
2: Yeah, I do. I do want to. I want to add on to that because uh, even in the editor, in the editor, in the letter, <laughs> the um, he said I I a friend of mine yeah, told me about yeah. your show. And, you know, that was pretty, I was like, I was really taken back by that because I'm like, could I ask that, you know what, if you love Disney and somebody you know loves Disney, share the show. I mean, go ahead and and throw our name out there. I mean, look, you don't got to make them listen, but, you know, I'd love to grow the audience because it makes it just that much more incredible.
0: See, that's where I differ. I think you hold them down and make them listen to all of the episodes.
2: We have different parenting you styles, just, and all and,
0: and and they all might be right? Long, I, I'm not going to judge. Long anybody. Take to listen to all of our episodes, counting like
2: I don't I don't know, but you know, what's amazing is how many emails, and I'm talking many emails, do we get where people are like, I binged the whole show. I like I started from episode one and just binged.
0: Yeah, that's very that's really binged cool. and binged. I've done that multiple times with, with different podcasts, and I like doing that. Yeah. I think it's fun. You get to know people, and it's a it's a really good time. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah and then it like abruptly ends you in know 2013 I missed that yeah. part and I'm like wait a minute this show's been off the air for like freaking 7 years what's or going on Or you finish it and
0: you so, go wait now what 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 do I listen right? to you know so no I've had that right. happen many times so hey that's super yep. that's super cool to us we we really enjoy getting those emails and hearing from you guys so get them over there disney podcast at gmo.com uh, Mike before we head over
1: Yes, thank you so much for the email. I'm so glad we got to talk about uh, Funny Nemo tonight. It was great. Uh, kind of rehashed some of my memories because I haven't been there in a while. Um, I do want to talk about something. I'm going to tease it a little bit in the Patreon tonight. You know, I got a phone call from Katie last week and she says to me, she says, you know, I watched a show with Justin the other day and you ever heard of this place called Action Park? Was it a place you ever <laughs> went to? And uh, You know, because we're going to be talking about, you know, it's theme park related, yeah. so we're going to tie that into the Patreon show. And um, yes, Katie, I have been there many, many times and yes what you saw in the show is absolutely true and we're going to talk about more of some of the experiences on the patreon part of the show because um yeah it's a patreon part she calls like when i call katie it goes this number has been disconnected you too
2: okay <laughs> I took it out of your phone. Yeah, why? You don't <laughs> give me your number. We you talking about? Well, cool, good. I'm excited to uh, get into this because oh, uh, now I'm intrigued. I'm
0: super excited to get into this, and uh, yeah, because it's it's that was a really fun watch. I called Mike immediately, uh, and I was like, "Oh, you got you know, we had to talk about this." So we'll uh, we'll chat about it, um, guys. Look for me. Finding of the Musical is a blast, a lot of fun, a great family activity at Disney, something everybody can do uh, and enjoy. And with that, guys. I hope everyone has an amazing, amazing week. Patron, stick around, and we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody.
2: See you, guys. Have a good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you and remember, always keep it Disney.